Hello, beautiful, wonderful people. Thank you so much for tuning in today to Mental Health Matters podcast. This is Alex Life speaking with you today. And today we'll be chatting about anxiety. Now, when I say anxiety, some of you may have not heard of it or don't know what it is. And if that's the case, the definition for it is intense, excessive and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations. Fast heart rate, rapid breathing, sweating, and feeling tired may occur. Now, that's the official definition from Mayo Clinic. My definition, however, is basically, for those of you who already know what it is, it's essentially excessive. It's like overthinking on steroids, basically. You're just consistently worrying about things that could happen that haven't happened yet. You're catastrophizing things. You're forecasting future events or you're even overthinking about the past like something that's happened to you in the past and you just can't forgive yourself and you just go over and over and over and over and over in your mind but essentially it's mainly the fear of the unknown things that you can't predict things that are outside of your control things that you don't know of and then you try and forecast to make up for the difference but nine times out of ten usually these forecasts never come true So you're just kind of wasting your own energy. And the worst part about this whole overthinking thing is that you actually have a physical body response from these thoughts. So you're thinking so deeply, so much about these things that your body's receptors actually, you know, you start having physical reactions like sweating, you know, it's hard to breathe. It's, you, you feel fatigued. You just feel so, your mind feels so foggy and you can't think straight. Um, your heart pa- starts palpitating, adrenaline goes up. And in some cases, you know, you can even get a panic attack from that. You know, if it goes to excess, you can get chest pain. You can feel faint. Some people pass out. It is a whole thing. Trust me. Now, you know, it's nothing to be afraid of. Like if you've got anxiety or if you're new to it, you've just discovered that you have it or you think you might have it, like you're suspecting that there are, you know, that you may have it. I'm here to tell you that you don't need to be afraid. Okay. Now, of course, it's easy for me to sit here and say, don't be afraid, you know, and you're like, but I feel afraid all the time. I'm scared to leave my house. I'm scared to do this. I'm scared to speak to that person. I'm scared to do anything. And I get that. I totally get that. But, you know, just remember that everything is temporary. And again, it seems like such an easy thing for me to say. But I can tell you because I've been there. I've done that. And I'm on the other side. So that's how I know. If I can do it, you can do it. Okay? There are so many people out there that have had mental health issues anxiety, depression, all of that stuff. And they're incredibly successful, you know, and they've gone on to do things. They've gone on to be CEOs. They've gone on to be motivation speakers. So I can assure you, and obviously, you know, if you're not reaching up that high, you don't have to be, but I'm just saying that there are people out there, you know, your dream could be that you're living on a farm, secluded away from everyone. You've got your own alpaca farm, you know, you got an Airbnb business happening and it's a beaut. Like, that's fine. Whatever it is, you know, that's fine. But I'm just giving you an idea of something to look up to, something to set your mind at ease that 
this suffering, this pain, this stress, this fear is not going to be forever. All good things come to an end, you know, like it has to come to an end at some point. Now, in saying that, you might be thinking, well, what are some strategies that I can do? And there are so many of them. One of them is grounding techniques. Grounding techniques are essentially bringing yourself to the present because anxiety is the fear of the, the future and the past, but mainly the future, what's going to happen in the future. So grounding techniques can include like hold a piece of ice. The cold from the ice is supposed to, you know, tickle your senses and try and force them back to the present. So that's, a you know, something that you can try. You can clench or unclench your fists, you know, the action of like movement and like clenching and like using muscles can also bring you back to the present. You can also try and clenching and unclenching your calves. I haven't seen that on the internet when I was researching, but this helped me personally. I can speak from personal experience when I had it very, 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 very bad and I felt like it was about to have a panic attack. I would do that to ground myself and it worked a charm. So I highly recommend that because the pain from like my calf extensions really hurt. So like you could say pain actually was what kept me grounded, but it's different for everyone. Personally, pain helped me. And then you could try, if you're not at school, not at work, you're not doing anything important, but you feel like your anxiety coming on really badly, I think the best thing to do is go and and exercise. Go sprinting. Specifically, I say sprinting. Like, or because once you get your heart rate up super high, it's matching the adrenaline and you're expending the adrenaline. And it's just like the best feeling ever. Like when you're that anxious and that's just that feels like your heart is going to break inside of you like literally leap out of your chest and then when you start running like sprinting and you get that same sensation but it's from running oh my god it's just so freeing it's like it's like it's flipped around so the adrenaline's flipped to energy for your running and it's just great you expending that unnecessary energy that would you know lead to a panic attack or lead to you know sweating and like you know, feeling hot and cold and all of that fun stuff, right? Um, so I would 100% recommend that. Um, I've also researched that there's the 54321 method. Um, <clears throat> you can try that. I've, I have never done that method personally and I was reading about it and I wasn't, I'm not, I have never done it, but is supposed to be a really good method. I'll try and explain it as quickly as I possibly can. I mean, it's supposed to be really good for like panic attacks or like calming you down. So the first step is to look around the room and name five things that you can see around you. The second step is to focus on four things that you can feel. The third step is to name three things that you can hear around you. The fourth step is to notice two things you can smell around you right now. The fifth and final step is to focus on one thing that you can taste. Now, this is supposed to be a really good method, but the reason why I didn't find this method very effective for myself was just that 
when you're having a panic attack or you're about to, it's just like you're feeling too much fear, too much anxiety about having a panic attack because you've had it before or about the anxiety that you can't even think straight, let alone remember all the five steps. But that's just me speaking. Like you might be way smarter or you this method just might work for you. It has nothing actually, sorry, to do with intellect. <laughs> My apologies. It's more so to do with what method actually works for your mind and your behavior. That certainly didn't work for me. But it might work for you. I mean, like I said, like exercise honestly was the most effective and quickest thing. Like if you're looking for something very effective straight away, it's not going to fix it permanently. It's just going to get you from that high down to back to a low or just back to a medium. Just like a normal state of maybe not being calm, but just being like nonchalant. Like just like back down to a manageable level. And... Then we've also got another strategy. I know that some people have some kind of negative stigmas about medication, but I do think that medication is there for a reason and it has been developed for a reason. So we should use it if we have access to it. You know, um, if you're afraid to be addicted to it, like this is why I say chat to your GP, like go to your GP first, obviously, because you need the prescription to get the medication but your GP can also suggest a multitude of other things that you can do and usually they'll you know recommend like a support group or a psychologist someone that that they recommend but in saying that you know they also might have other ideas as well like you know but ultimately like I do think medication is a good thing I personally did use medication I didn't use it all the time um but I used it when I really needed it, like when I felt like it was just unmanageable and there's no reason that you should feel like a failure for not being able to manage your own emotions and your own kind of thoughts because you're just so far gone in that state and if you are right now, that it's just unmanageable and, and it's not your fault, it's not anyone's fault, it's just because you've, you've ignored it for so long and again, it's not your fault, you don't know, like no one actually knows what these things are because people don't talk about it enough, so you probably didn't even know that you've had anxiety for probably so long, I want to say three years or a year, like mine got so bad because I'd had it for two years and I didn't even know because it was so random, I'd have random panic attacks, so like I didn't have anxiety but I would have moments of intense anxiety where my mind would spiral out of control, like something that would trigger essentially. And then I would have panic attacks. And I had that for so long that eventually when I got into year 11, that was what triggered the whole generalized anxiety. So for this whole podcast, we're going to talk about generalized anxiety. And obviously I know that there are different facets of anxiety. Like I know, for example, that you know, there is like eating disorder anxieties. There is, you know, where people are too afraid to eat or there's something around it that brings anxiety from it. You know, they have bulimia or anorexia in the past or basically some some form of eating disorder that has led to their anxiousness around food. Or there's even like, you know, night phobia where you're afraid to sleep alone at night. That used to be me when I was young. Um, there's social anxiety, there's, um, you know, there's so many different facets. And the reason that those are more, I guess, personalized to the person is because those are their specific triggers. And everyone's going to have different triggers. 
But with generalized anxiety, it kind of morphs. Like you'll feel anxious about one thing and then something, you will overcome that and then you'll find another thing because it's just general. In general, you're an anxious individual. And so you will find things to fixate on that trigger it. And there's nothing wrong with that, okay? I just want to say that there is nothing wrong with it. It is not a disorder. It is something that, you know, affects your life. But it's not something that's incurable, okay? It's not something that's unmanageable. For some people, they are fully cured. And for some people, it's just something that they live with and it's manageable, you know? And sometimes that's a good goal to set at first. Finding a way to manage it. Like, don't get so ahead of yourself and overwhelmed with trying to cure it. Just take it one step at a time. The the best advice that I'm seeing online, I can't even remember who I got it from, where I got it from was... Take it one step at a time. Not one day at a time, one step at a time, okay? You can't jump before you walk, okay? So just one step at a time is the best advice I can give you. The next strategy that you can use for your anxiety is, like I said, you know, with the GP suggesting a psychologist, is seeing a psychologist or a therapist regularly. You know, if you've got a counsellor at work, go and see them. If you've got a counsellor available at school, go and see them. If you've got, you know, um, if you haven't got that, then probably, you know, see what your GPS suggests, who they recommend. And this is the most important part. If you're not gelling with your therapist, they will not take it personally, okay? They're there to help. So if you're not feeling a connection, if you don't feel like you can be vulnerable with them, comfortable with them, talk about anything with them, if you don't feel like they're helping you, like nothing that they say has any merit or value and it's not it's not helping you, then go elsewhere. Like that is the best because it's like, it's like finding out your favorite food, right? You're not going to keep eating something that you don't like just to be nice, right? You're going to keep going to other restaurants. You're going to go and pay for your food and be like, okay, I'm never going there again, but that's fine. I enjoyed the experience. Didn't enjoy the food. I'm going to go and eat Thai now. I'm going to go to the Thai restaurant. I didn't really like it. I'm going to go and eat Thai. Same thing. Same thing with the therapist. Like, You are not going to find the most amazing one from the get-go. And if you do, that's amazing. That's awesome. Like, Fantastic. That's like, wow. Wowza. You know? But if you don't, that's okay. Don't feel disheartened. Don't feel like a failure or get disappointed or be like, oh, they're all the same. I'm never going to one ever again. No, because no one is ever the same. And don't fall into this negative thinking pattern of, oh, I'm never going to get better. No one's ever going to understand me because the reality is there are people out there with higher IQs, higher emotional EQs, than you okay there's always gonna be someone that's better than you at something you know emotionally intellectually spiritually okay um so don't you know get so stuck up inside your mind and also stuck up (laughs) in the sense of like no one's ever gonna understand me because there you will find that person that understands you you will okay i'm here to tell you that you will and even if they are 100% not the person or 99%, you will find someone that matches at 80% at least, okay? You will find someone there that can help you. I can assure you, you will. So just don't give up. It's a search. It's a journey, okay? It's not a destination. It's a journey. Okay, 
The next thing that I can recommend is meditation. I think meditation is something that is a hard thing to do when you're extremely anxious and when you have anxiety because your mind's already racing and you're not used to sitting down for long periods of time and being with your own mind. It's just like, you know, your mind is what's giving you stress. So you're like, why would I want to sit down and let my mind run amok, right? You might be thinking that. But look, it is really good. Like, trust me, it is really good. Now, personally, I've tried different meditation um, styles and the one that works for me is the silver system, okay? And if you've never heard of it, you should go and look it up right now on YouTube, okay? It is amazing. It is phenomenal, okay? And this one's like about, you know, your alpha mind, your delta mind, subconscious, conscious mind, right? So obviously meditation is about breathing and it's also about your mind. So you can find different meditation. And there's also the um, Win Hof breathing techniques, which are really great as well. It's not necessarily meditation, but it kind of is. It kind of is because it's centering you through breathing. You're centered and you're... It's also, I would say, a grounding technique because the breathing keeps you very present. Like it really... It's very physical. It's almost like exercise, but without moving. You're just like inhaling, exhaling, inhaling, exhaling. So I highly, highly, highly recommend that. Like if you can do that and it's only, he's got one for beginners um, on YouTube. It's three minutes. It is amazing. Like you feel so energized, so good after it. And it's just a good way to start your day. I think also another thing to know about anxiety is that it puts you in a very negative state of mind and negative thinking patterns. So you know, to combat that, I would definitely suggest manifesting positive thoughts, which is really hard to do when you're in a really, really negative state of mind. So I would definitely suggest writing post-it notes with positive things to help you overcome this hype here in your life. It could be like, I will overcome this. I will win. I will get better. I am amazing. I am worthy. You know, whatever it is that you're constantly talking down yourself say the opposite, okay? You might not believe it, but eventually the act of repeating will make you believe it. Or even just find just find what works for you. you know? Like you might even be one of those people that says like the act of accepting yourself is free. So whatever it is, like I said, different things are going to work for different people. You do what works for you. If accepting yourself works for you, great. If positive manifestations and affirmations work for you, great. Try it all. Like, it is honestly a, a self-discovery journey. Like, it is like rediscovering yourself again. Like, it's it's crazy, but it's great. Like, you're going to literally learn so much about yourself during this time, this difficult, impossible time. This dark time in your life is only going to make you stronger on the other side of it. Like, it's only going to make you more empathetic, more understanding, stronger. Like, just, you're going to feel like you can, if you can get through this... I can get through anything. That's what it's going to feel like because that's what it felt like for me. Honestly, felt like I was dying. Like you probably feel like you are dying. You probably feel like you're a few steps away from death. Like you're like, what is the point of living? Why am I going through this? What did I do to deserve this? But victimization is not going to help you because horrible things happen to people all the time, even if they don't deserve it. It has nothing to do with deserving or undeserving. It just is what it is. Like that is the truth. That is the truth. That is... That line right there is the truth of life. It is 
what it is. There's no rhyme or reason. It's not because, you know, your past life did this and you're getting punished in this life. It is literally, it just is what it is. It, it just happened and you just got to accept it and, and move forward. That's it. Same thing with your anxiety. It is what it is. There's no rhyme or reason. And the most important thing I think about the strategies for it, like genuinely from my heart, is finding your trigger points, okay? Whenever you're going to, you know, therapy or if you're talking to a friend or if you're in a support group or just like you're sitting alone at night, think about, it's really hard. I know it's really hard because you don't really know yourself when it's so dark, it's so negative, you're in such an anxious state. You're like, what could be causing? Everything's causing it. But the truth is, when your mind is quiet at one point in the night, you will figure it out what is triggering it. Because it might seem like everything triggers it. But actually, in truth, after like learning so much in therapy and hypnotherapy and all this about myself, it became easier and easier to understand myself. It's like you've become out of touch with yourself spiritually. That's There's this disconnect between you and your mind you know your you know you need to reconnect with yourself okay you need to figure out what is triggering my anxiety what is causing like what because there might be like a surface level issue that you're like this is what's causing it but you keep on getting it and keep on getting it, which means that there are actually other underlying issues and it might be many it could be many so you you need to dissect each one because that's what's causing it as a whole, okay? So I definitely highly recommend analyzing your trigger points and understanding them, not running away from them, but finding ways to manage them, finding ways, I guess you could say, to accept them and still to do things that you enjoy, even if there's a little bit of discomfort. And personally, from my own experience, I can say the things that I did, if that might help you. Um... I personally, you know, do exercise regularly and if I'm having a more anxious day, more like if it's it's like a day that I'm it's just my mind spiraling out of control, I will 110% go to the gym for 3 hours. I will 9 times out of 10 I'll go 3 to 4 hours and I will feel so exonerated after. I'll feel so cathartic, so happy and I'll feel at peace, genuinely. I genuinely recommend exercise for anybody, for everything, but like mainly for this anxiety and this anxious period in your life. Even if it's just anxiousness, maybe you're not so far gone to the point of having physical reactions, but catching it early is also great as well. And I definitely recommend trying to sleep eight hours a day, which might be hard for you and you might have insomnia from the anxiety. So definitely sleeping tablets would help a lot. 110% would recommend that. Um, I would say, like I was saying earlier, critical analysis of your thoughts. Like, are these thoughts true? You know, like constantly calling yourself out because your anxiety will make you think irrationally. So is this a valid thought? Is this thought serving me? Is this true? Do I know that this is actually going to happen or am I just theorizing this, you know? Because like I said, nine times, it is proven. Nine times out of ten, it's never going to happen, that thing that you're thinking about that that could happen. It never does. But there's that 0.1% chance where it does and then it solidifies that anxiety. But, but you can't let it because that's just a freak accident. It's just like one of those things that you're like, whoa, you know? It's just one of those things, so... And then I personally read. That's my grounding technique. I find 
that reading is very relaxing. It, it transports me to a different world and I just enjoy it and it takes my mind. So like if you're in the thick of the stress, if you are a reader and you love reading, I would say have a book handy in your phone, um, on your iPad, whatever, and just whip that out when you're feeling stressed out and just absorb your attention in the story. And then when you feel like your heart rate and your mind has quieted, quieted down a bit, then just um, switch it off and then get back into what you were doing. Um, you know, that also includes, you know, breathing techniques. Just take a moment, stop everything that you're doing and just take a moment to breathe. Just breathe. Okay. Um, I also occasionally, like if I feel like I'm really, really getting in a bad state, I will take um, medication, but um, I usually don't need to... I haven't needed to for the past, uh, I think it's been two or three years. So, like, just work with yourself, you know. Like, sometimes I would take it when it was really bad. Sometimes I wouldn't. I felt like I could manage it myself mentally. Just go with what you feel you can manage, basically. Um, I also love naturopathy. So, I went to a naturopathic healer and got some concoctions made for sleep. I got some concoctions made for anxiety, like during COVID. I got that because I felt like it was just from the circumstances, not necessarily my mind, but like the things outside that I couldn't control. So I just took that concoction and it was very relaxing. I think that's a great idea. If you don't like traditional medicine, I say go for holistic and see how that goes. But obviously, um, traditional medicine, like, um, you know, the drugs and stuff, that pharmaceutical companies make are a lot stronger they are um so you know if the holistic stuff doesn't work don't be afraid to get the stronger stuff there's nothing wrong with that and if the stronger stuff doesn't work just keep looking around and you'll find something that does work for you i can assure you that there's so many different medications out there there's so many different type of holistic things out there acupuncture there's meditation yoga so many different things out there that you can do so don't get disheartened straight away i know it can be disheartening but just keep cracking on because you will find something that works for you. 110%, I can tell you, 110%. Sometimes you might even find a list of things that work for you. Even better, like straight up. And then, like I said before, the last thing that I do um, is the silver system. Now, you know, I should be more disciplined with it personally because it is really great just in general, not even just for anxiety, but just like for your mental strength. I think it is 10 out of 10. I give it a 10 out of 10. It is amazing. It is so peaceful. Like, oh my God. Like, when I was at the height of my anxiety, it can put you in a state of utter bliss. Like, it is so good. So, I would highly recommend that. I really would. Um, you can find that on YouTube easily. And, um, yeah. Like, I really hope that whatever hard period you're going through in your life right now... I just want to let you know it is temporary and it seems like an easy thing to say, but you know, it's true. Like all things shall pass, like all things shall pass. So it will, like it might not feel like it right now, but I can assure you it will. And then lastly, I want to leave a few helplines for you guys out there. My fellow Australian compatriots, um, we've got a couple of lines that you can use if you're feeling, you know, really not great and you just need someone to talk to but you don't feel comfortable talking to friends or family you can go to mind health and their number is 1300 029 131 there's lifeline which is open 24 hours it's 13 11 14 and there's beyond blue which is 1300 22 
4636. And there's also the suicide callback service, which is our 24-7 support line. And that is 1-300-659-467. And for all my international buddies, I have read personally, I don't know if it's the same um, in your guys' country, but I really hope it is the case. But, you know, they do recommend in Australia that we call triple zero. So, you know, if that's in America for you guys, that's nine double one. If you're feeling like in a really bad head step head space and you know you feel like you're gonna do something that you regret, I would say call nine double one or triple nine or I don't know what country you know you guys are all in, but whatever your um first point of contact is in emergency situations, I would highly recommend calling them and they will one hundred and ten percent help you guys out. I really hope it doesn't get to that point because I think that people are amazing and I love you guys but if it does get to that point, there is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you. Just get the help that you can um, ASAP. And I just want you guys to let you know that I love you all. And I really hope that you stay safe and you have an amazing, amazing day or evening, wherever you are. And I'm going to sign off now. But I really hope that some of this or if anything, like any of this helps you, I really hope so.